We are back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, November 16th. And yesterday was was rough. We ended up losing Moorhead State by half a point. We end up losing South Dakota State um, by one point. Kentucky ends up blowing it in double overtime. I mean, that one is really never close to covering. Um, Penn does get the win. And at the moment, Montana State's fighting against Oregon. But um, looking like it's not going to be a very great ending um, to the day. Was so close to turning around. Um, but we got a couple games here to take a look at on Wednesday. Day, so let's jump right into it. To start out Wednesday's show, we got William and Mary's taking on the American University for William and Mary's come into this game as a 328th overall team in the hot tippet power ranking. American University is the 316th overall team. And you know, for William and Mary's looking for their first D1 win of the season, losses to Navy um, and Virginia Tech in, in their first two D1 games to start it here. But despite not looking necessarily the best in those games when it comes to you know the amount of points that were ultimately scored and in the result of the game ultimately um they did a decent job shooting the ball in that game you know a 52.6 effective field goal percentage on the season for them they've also been very strong from the perimeter hitting 39.5 percent from beyond the arc the real big struggle for william and mary's coming into the season um we pretty much knew it was going to be that defense you know a, a bottom defense in the country to say the least but if they can turn that even a little bit around here i think they can definitely be very competitive in this game and they're going up against an american university team that hasn't had the best start to the season either losses to Marist and George Mason to start the season overall really haven't looked solid on either side of the ball they've been decent from three um, as well but you know it's an American team that really just struggled last season not to say William and Mary's didn't but you know for American University only winning 10 games last season and you know a lot of the struggles that they had last season were all the new faces that they had you know it definitely takes time to for that cohesion to, to come together um, and look good and they return one of the highest you know returning minutes um, in the Patriots league this season so that'll certainly help but they do lose their leading score from last year and stacy Beckton, and you know that's been a little bit you know noticeable here through the first few games of the season but mike brennan um you know definitely has his team better than last season i guess i mean they didn't hit the transfer portal very hard which you would have liked to see more out of coming into this one and yes they're gonna have good team chemistry um but what is that really saying about a american team that only won five conference games a season ago i mean i really am just not super sold on what this american team has going for them season i think ultimately they'll improve from where they were last year um but you know through the first two games of the season is, is kind of apparent that this team still definitely has some struggles. And we look over to William and Mary's, you know, it's not an easy battle for them either. They play in a colonial conference that is very, very competitive, but Dane Fisher, you know, really comes in and, and has proven he can win at this program. Didn't have a great year last season, but I mean, that 2020 here, they won like 20 games, 21 games, something like that. Um, he does a solid job in the transfer portal this season. One guy who I'm very interested in watching is St. Thomas Tranger, Andrew Nelson, um, you know, has already made an impact on the squad, currently leads them in scoring with 12 points per game. And overall, neither one of these teams are great. And, and ultimately, neither one of these teams is, is going to have a ton of success this season. Um, but in this game specifically, I really like what I've seen out of William and Mary. If they can play any sort of defense in this game, I think they're able to keep it close. I'm digging them plus four and a half here against American. 
Florida Gulf Coast takes on Tennessee here in a very exciting matchup on Wednesday night. Florida Gulf Coast comes into this one as the 205th overall team in the high to bet power ranking. Tennessee is the 12th overall team. And, you know, for Florida Gulf Coast, made a very, very strong start to the season. Opened it up with a huge win on the road at USC. Um, you know, follow it up with a loss at San Diego, but they were very competitive in that game. Were able to keep it close. Overall, a very, very strong start to the season for this Florida Gulf State team. I mean, um, overall, just shooting the ball they've been a strong team especially from the perimeter hitting 35.6 percent from beyond the arc defensively they've also been a very very strong team um, especially in their shot defense their perimeter defense especially holding their opponents to 25.7 percent from beyond the arc overall it's a florida golf state team florida golf state florida golf coast team um, that has had a very very strong start to the year here for tennessee come into this one following their loss to colorado and overall they've just really struggled to shoot the ball this season only a 42.2 effective field goal percentage on the season also not great from beyond the arc only hitting 29.6 um from out there but we've seen this tennessee team you know have success the past few seasons i mean rick barnes is one of the best coaches in the country when it comes to developing talent and they return four starters from a season ago so despite you know the loss to colorado and some shortcomings early on the season is far from over for tennessee um you know at this point i mean they were one of the best teams in the entire country the last month or so um of the season they you know bring in some great recruits julian phillips um afterward is a guy who i think will as the season go on get more involved with this team and and really you know turn out to be you know a very good player player um and overall like i said you know rick barnes just has a talented roster assembled once again the biggest problem i see for tennessee early and we kind of saw it on display against colorado um it's just the team team chemistry i'm just a little bit concerned um that this team is going to struggle especially in this game with a spread that is so so big Going up against this Florida Gulf Coast team is not an easy task. I mean, head coach Pat Chambers um, is really off to a hot start here as his first season as head coach. And, you know, despite losing some some guys to the transfer portal, um, he himself brings in quite a few guys here. Sets and transfer Chase Johnson has looked very, very well for Florida Gulf Coast to start the season, dropping 18 points per game. And overall, I'm just very confused why this spread is so big. I get it. You know, Florida Gulf Coast, you know, had an improbable hot start to the season. Tennessee, a, a little bit unprobable as well as low start to the season um but 22 points come on tennessee is not that much better than this team give me florida golf coast plus 22 here against tennessee now, before we get into the final game of the day, if you haven't already checked out hottipbets.com, make sure you head over there so you don't miss out on any action dropping this week. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, horse racing picks being posted up on the website every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that up there. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so you don't miss out on anything that's going up there, as well as follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, so you can stay up to date with everything that I am doing, as well as on Bestamp, follow me so you can get early access to all my picks and notification every single time I place a bet, which, like I say every day, is especially important in college basketball where these lines can move so, so much. And last but definitely not least for watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future college basketball content, and drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for today's card, and let's get into this final game. Now we close out the show with the Gabbitt games. Iowa taking on Seton Hall. Iowa comes into this one as the 16th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Seton Hall is the 44th overall team. And I'm going to be quite honest. These are two teams that I was not high on at all coming into this season. I mean, certainly if you, if you watched the show last year, you know, my despise for, for Iowa. And yeah, some of that, that goes back to, you know, the Luca Garza years, the, the Keegan Murray was never a huge fan of either one of the guys, but um, despite my hate for him, 
even I will admit, I mean, the, the, the success that this team have had with Iowa the last two seasons has definitely been remarkable. But this season, you know, is not going to be easy. And this is one of their first true tests of the year. And the real biggest question mark coming into the season for Iowa was how are they going to replace, you know, Keegan Murray? Obviously, he stepped up for Luca Garza's absence last year. Um, and, and we didn't really know exactly who that guy might be. Obviously, a lot of people were pointing towards brother Chris Murray, you know, to try and fill his shoes. And, you know, through two games this year, Chris Murray has looked very, very good, better than I expected. I mean, I thought he'd fill his shoes a little bit, but, you know, leads the team in scoring at the moment with 18 points per game. Patrick McCaffrey is also still playing very, very strong, dropping 16.5 points per game. And, you know, overall, while this Iowa team lost some stars from last year, there's still plenty of talent on this team. Um, and they've had a pretty strong start to the year. But like I said, this will be one of their first true tests of the season, and it'll be one of Seton Hall's first two tests of the season. For Seton Hall, very good wins over Monmouth and St. Peter's to start out the year overall their offense has played much much better than i expected i mean they just shot the ball way better than i ever thought um, a shaheen holloway team would be doing defensively though they are one of the strongest teams in the entire country and again it's hard to go off of you know a, a two-game sample size um but holding their opponents to 15.9 percent from beyond the arc i mean um at this moment in time seton hall has a top five shot defense in the entire country i mean shaheen holloway in his first year, a head coach here for his alma mater um, is off to a very, very strong start. And it was a team that he basically had to rebuild from what Seton Hall had a year ago. Obviously, their last or their top two scores from last season um, leaving the transfer portal. But um, like I said, and, and I keep saying, the key to success for Seton Hall this season is going to come on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and quite honestly, I just think they are a much, much better, much stronger team than they were a season ago. Not to say that I was a ton worse than they were a season ago, but um, I think they struggled as the season goes on especially against tougher opponents especially on the road you know in a spot that is as hard to play as Seton Hall um, and really the defense for Iowa has been a little bit of a concern for me um, we'll see what it does here against Seton Hall um, but I think they struggle especially against the Seton Hall defense I really think Iowa struggles to shoot the ball taking Seton Hall minus one here against Iowa